الحمد لله رب العالمين له الحمد له الحمد الحسن والثناء الجميل وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل وأشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه والتابعين لهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد إن شاء الله تعالى we have we're behind on the subject of علوم القرآن we are behind on it so the plan inshallah ta'ala is to finish it today bi-idhnillah al-kareem so we're going to take three classes that we should have taken all of it we're going to take today inshallah ta'ala so we can make the ulum al-quran or the ilm al-tafsir we can conclude it inshallah inshallah ta'ala As you can all see, today's class, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to start by speaking about anwa'u tafsir, the types of tafsir. So the word anwa' means what? It means types. So what we're going to speak about is the types of tafsir there are. If you buy a book in tafsir, and you want to read the tafsir, in that particular book, the tafsir will not leave one of these two. It's either one of these two. It's a, either a book, which is a tafsir bil ma'thur, or it's a book which is a tafsir bil ra'i. What does a tafsir bil ma'thur mean? And what does a tafsir bil ra'i mean? We'll take all of that, inshallah ta'ala, today. So this was meant to be one class, and then this was meant to be a, another class. And the last class, inshallah ta'ala, we're going to take the shurut of the mufassir, and the adab, the manners, that is needed from the mufassir. So one class, the second class, and the third class. All of that we're going to take today. And the etiquette that is required from the Mufassir, we're going to divide it into the manners and the etiquettes or the conditions that are required from the Mufassir is going to be three, inshallah ta'ala. Shurut, which is shurut ilmiyah and shurut aqliyah. We'll speak about what that means, inshallah ta'ala, shurut, which is sulukiya. We'll speak about that, inshallah ta'ala, and what that means. But all of this, we're meant to finish it today and conclude it today. Because to, to be honest, it was meant to be last week that we should have finished the tafsir. So let's conclude, bi-idhnillahi kareem, today. So the tafsir is how many types? It's two types. What's the first one? At-tafsiru bil-ra'i. I'm at-tafsiru bil-ma'thur. Sorry, at-tafsiru bil-ma'thur is how many types? Two types. What's the first one? Al-sahih al-maqbool. What does al-sahih al-maqbool mean? 
the one that is authentic and is accepted. It has met the conditions of authenticity. So what is it? It's accepted. Or it is al mardud. It is what? Weak and rejected. What is it? Weak and it's rejected. We'll speak about what that means, inshallah ta'ala. At-tafsiru bil-ra'i is what? We'll speak about what that means, inshallah ta'ala. It's two types. Mahmud, which is praiseworthy. Mahmud means what? Praiseworthy. And madhmoon means what? Blameworthy. Huh? What is it? It is criticized, is deemed wrong. That's madhmoon. And the third chapter that we're going to speak about today, inshallah ta'ala, is shurutul mufassir. The person who's doing tafsir. What are the conditions that are required from him? Can everybody open the Quran and teach the book of Allah? Or are there conditions that he or she has to meet? The conditions are three. Shurut which are ilmiya. What is it shurut ilmiya mean? He has to have a type of knowledge. There's a knowledge he has to have. Aqliya means he has to be a person who is smart and clever. We'll speak about that. And the third one is sulukiya am akhlaqiya. His manners and his etiquettes. And we'll speak about that in great details inshallah ta'ala. So now let's start with the first one which is At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur Ahmed, can I trouble you? Can you wipe it off? Jazakallah khairan All of it, everything Have you all written it? If you haven't, just take a quick picture of it inshallah ta'ala or you can take it from the person next to you bi-idhnillah al-kareem because today we have to to finish Okay? So now we're going to speak about At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur Which is the first one How are we going to speak about it? We're going to speak about it based on In these points What does it mean, At-Tafsiru Bil-Ma'thur? What's the definition? We'll speak about that, inshallah ta'ala. Number two, another thing that we need to speak about is Al-Isra'iliyat. We're going to be speaking about Al-Isra'iliyat. And the third thing that we're going to be speaking about is the books that are written in the Tafsir Bil Ma'thur. We're going to mention five books, inshallah ta'ala, that are what? Five books that are written in Tafsir Bil Ma'thur. Five only. That doesn't mean there are only five, but just for you to know. So the first thing is what does a Tafsir Bil Ma'thur mean? What does it mean, tafsir bil ma'thur? What's the definition? The definition is 
هو ما جاء It is هو Okay. What does التفسير بالمأثور mean? التفسير بالمأثور is that which it's clarification. It's clarification. هو ما جاء. It is whatever that has come. بيان للقرآن الكريم. The explanation of the Quran has come من القرآن from the Quran. So number one, the explanation. Of the Quran has come from where? It has come from the Quran itself. So the Quran is explaining the Quran. That is called a tafsir bil ma'thur. Are we all together? Am I making sense here? An ayah comes and explains another ayah. This is a tafsir bil ma'thur. This mas'ala lakin, are you with me? Tafsir bil ma'thur. The bahithin, the researchers, and the scholars of this time. Some of them don't accept a tafsir al Qurani bil Quran if it can be added into a tafsir bil ma'thur. They don't accept that. But we will. Why? Because the Quran nukila ilayna bil asanid. The Quran has come to us through what? Chain. And the word ma'thur, it comes from the word athar. What does athar mean? It means footsteps, I'm a footprints, right? Footprints, right? This means chain. We all together. Athar means chain. It's, it's a synonym of the word al-khabar or hadith. The word athar, it means the same. So they don't accept that the Quran, explaining the Quran cannot be called ma'thur or athar. Some scholars say no. Am I making sense? But we say we do accept it. Why? Because the Quran did come to us to, through what? Through chain. Like in the chain that he came to, to us is what? Bittawatur. Multitude narration. صح? So we will add that into the definition. Are we sunnah or the sunnah? So for example, an ayah explaining another ayah. An ayah explaining another ayah. What did Adam say when Allah said in the ayah, فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ What is that kalimat that Adam said? You don't know what it is. Like in another ayah, Allah told us the kalimat that Adam said. What was it? رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا So Surah Al-Baqarah didn't mention like Surah Al-A'raf. Allah explained it. What did he say? رَبَّنَا ظَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا 
This is what he said. Then the Quran is explaining for you. This is the first type of tafsir bil ma'thur. The second type is what? It's the one that we took where Allah says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَةَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ What does the Sunnah do? It explains that. What does it explain? Hafid al-Hakami, what does he say in his kitab? فَالسُنَّةُ النَّبِيِّ وَحْيٌ ثَانٍ عَلَيْهِمَا قَدْ أُطْلِقَ الْوَحْيَانِ وَإِنَّمَا طَرِيقُهَا الرِّوَايَةِ فَافْتَقَرَ الرَّاوِي إِلَى الدِّرَايَةِ The sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what is it? It's an explanation of what? How did the sunnah explain the Qur'an? We already spoke about that before when we were doing Tadween al-Sunnah, right? Tariqu Tadween al-Sunnah, right? Lakin, the Prophet explained the sunnah in his qawl, in his fi'il, and his what? All three of them is an is explanation of the sunnah, Qur'an. The Prophet didn't just explain the Qur'an with his words. He also explained the Qur'an with his actions. Allah said in the ayah, وَأَقِيمُوا وَأَقِيمُوا الصَّلَاةِ Right? Establish the prayer. What did the Messenger say? صَلُّوا كَمَا رَأَيْتُمُونِي أُصَلِّي Allah says, وَلِلَّهِ عَلَى النَّاسِ حِجُّ الْبَيْتِ مَنِ اسْتَطَاعِ إِلَيْهِ سَبِيلًا The Prophet said, خُذُوا عَنِّي خُذُوا عَنِّي مَنَاسِكَكُمْ And he showed them how to do salah and he showed them how to do what? Hajj. And the third one is what? Consent. That which was done in his presence and he was what? He was silent about it. The Nabi whatever was done in his gathering, it is impossible for him to be silent about it unless he is what? Unless he agrees with it. Okay. What is, what is an example of the Sunnah explaining the Quran? For example, when the Messenger said the ayah. Allah tells us in this ayah, those who believed in Allah, and they did not clothe them, their iman with oppression. Allah says, Those are the people I'm going to give safety to. And what did he also say? And they are the ones who are guided. The Sahabas, when they read this ayah, let's write the ayah down. Allah says, Alladina Amanu. Alladina Amanu. Walam Yalbisu Imanahum Bidulmin. Sah? Allah says, Alladina, those Amanu who believe. وَلَمْ يَلْبِسُوا And they did not clothe their iman imanahum بِظُلْمٍ Let's look at the word بِظُلْمٍ Okay, let's focus here. The word بِظُلْمٍ, there's a tanween here. صح? Is it not بِظُلْمٍ? Okay. This tanween, the Arabic language, how many tanween are there? There are ten types of tanween. This tanween is called what? Tanweenu? At-Tankir. What is it called? What does the tankir mean? Indefinite. Are you with me, brothers? This tanwin is what? 
What is, do you guys know what a definite, a definite and indefinite is? Do you guys know the difference? Yeah? In the English language, the, the word a apple, what, sorry, an apple, sorry, it's an an apple. Okay, it's an an apple. Sah? An apple, right? Do you know what apple it is? Yeah? Do you guys know which apple it is? Is it known to you? What about if I said the apple? If I said the apple, what will happen? Both of them are articles, by the way. I'm not teaching English, okay? But an apple is what? It's an indefinite article. What is it? It's called an indefinite. It's called an indefinite article. Whereas there is a what? What does it mean now? What did you guys understand from me? The apple is specific and it's known. And this is what? It's not known. Does that make sense? Yeah? Okay, good. Let's come back to this now. Let's come back to this. Bidulmin here, there's a what? There's a tanween. What's this tanween called? I said? Tankir. What does tankir mean? It means the word nakira. You know nakira? What is nakira? Indefinite. In the Arabic language, there's a principle. And these Sahaba were Arabs, right? They know the Arabic language. As the poet said, لست يلوك أقول The Sahabas were Arabs. When they spoke, they knew Arabic language. Here, there's an indefinite. This tanwil is an indefinite. Okay. Before it, there's a what? A negation, which is lam. The qa'ida is, there's a principle here now. Which is what? Nakiratun. This is the nakira. This is the nakira. In the context of a what? What context is it in? Negation. There's a nafi before it. Nakiratun fi siyaqi nafi. What is the qa'idah? Tufidul umum. It shows generalization. Meaning, this oppression is every type of oppression. How many oppressions are there? Three types of oppression. Okay. Zulmullahi. Oppressing Allah. That's one. Number two is what? Dhulmul khalq. Ama dhulmul nas. The third was what? Dhulmul nafs. The Sahabas understood it as what? All three. That's the Arabic language, right? They took it generally. Are we all together, brothers? What did the Prophet do? He corrected them. What did he say to them? He said, Inna shirka la It's not all three types. This is the problem when you try to do tafsir of the Quran only on the Arabic language. Do you see where I'm coming from now? If you just say, I'm going to get the Quran and I'm only going to use the Arabic language and I'm not going to use the t- hadith and I'm not going to use the Quran itself and I'm not going to use any other method, I'm only going to use the Arabic language. This is the problem because this is what the Arabic language says here right now. And the ayat. It has a khususiyah, specific. Are we all together, brothers? So this type of tafsir is called what? Who explained this ayah? Yeah? And last time, remember, I gave you the qawl of who? When it came to the ayah, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ الذِّكْرَ لِتُبَيِّنَ لِلنَّاسِ مَا نُزِّلَ إِلَيْهِمْ وَلَعَلَّهُمْ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Whose qawl did I give? Ibn Abdul Bar. In what kitab? His قول in that kitab when he explained that ayah 
I mentioned it last lesson. Sah? I did, right? Did I not? Yeah, did I not, brothers? I did, I did, I remember. The third one is what? Kalamu? Nakiratun fi siyaqi nafi tufidul umum. Tufidul umum. The second type of tafsir is what? The second type of what? Is from who? Sahaba to Rasulullah sallallahu Do we take the tafsir of the sahabas? We do take, we, talk, we spoke about the hujiyah to tafsir al-sahaba, we spoke about it. Whether the sahaba's tafsir is a proof or is it something we take, we already spoke about that. True or false? We have. Can anyone here give a proof, evidence? That we, look, we have to look into the tafsir of the sahabas. What's the delil for it? Hey? What did? When Ibn Abbas did that. That's an example, but what's the evidence that we need to follow the sahabas tafsir? Huh? Huh? Jameel, hadith Irbad ibn Sariyas fi sunnah Abi Dawood. Tirmidhi. It's in the three sunan. Abu Dawood. Ibn Majah and Tirmidhi and Nasa'i didn't narrate it. Alaykum bi sunnati wa sunnati al-khulafai al-rashidin al-mahdiyin al-adhu alayha bin nawajid wa iyaakum wa muhdathat al-umur. Any other evidence? Wasabiqoon al-awwaloon min al-muhajirin wal-ansari wal-ladhin attaba'uhum. And the other ayah in Surah Al-Ma'idah where Allah says وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولَةِ وَمَنْ يُشَاقِقِ الرَّسُولَةِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَتَّبِعْ هو the غير سبيل المؤمنين who were the mu'minin when this ayah came down sahabat ibtida'an starts with them when this ayah came down they were the believers only right okay we all together so the sahabas we take their tafsir and their tafsir we give it importance why لأنهم شاهدوا التنزيل they saw the revelation come down they saw the waqa'i' the events happening. What did we say? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said, ما من آية في كتاب الله إلا وأنا أعلم أين نزلت. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, what did he say? I, there's not an ayah that came down in the Quran. Except I know what? When, أين نزلت. No, where it came down on. I also know, he said, في من نزلت, whoever it came down on. I know that, he said. Are we all together, brothers? So these people... If a car accident happens here, two cars collide into one another, who are you going to take? A person who came a day later, or are you going to take the person who saw the incident? Who are you going to take? The one who saw the incident. You'll take the eyewitness. صح? The Sahabas were eyewitnesses. They saw the environment, they saw the context, they saw everything. The thing that's brought after them is also the tabi'in, which is the fourth one, right? The tabi'in are what? The tabi'in are the fourth. They are tafsir bil ma'thur. We give the tabi'in. And we mention the tabi'in. Who do we give the most to? The student of who? Abdullah ibn Abbas's students. Like who? Mujahid? 
مجاهد بن جبر وهي سيد عرفت المصحف على ابن عباس أم عرفت المصحف أم عرفت المصحف The word مصحف is a مثلث You can say مصحف 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 Like you can say جدة جدة and جدة مثلث عرفت المصحف I open the مصحف Who? على ابن عباس I open the مصحف to Abdullah ibn Abbas What did I do? أوقف عند كل آية Every آية I stop him And I say to Ibn Abbas, what does this ayah mean? 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 وَلِذَلِكَ سُفْيَانَ الثَّوْرِ What did he say? إِذَا جَاءَكَ تَفْسِيرُ مُجَاهِدِ فَحَسْبُكَ بِهِ If the tafsir of mujahid comes to you, what did he say? Enough, don't ask for more questions. So we take the tafsir of the tabi'een, لَكِنْ بِشَرْطِ With the condition that it's what? It doesn't go against the Quran, it doesn't go against the Sunnah, or it doesn't go against the Sahabas. Does that make sense? That's the meaning of a tafsir bil ma'thur. And we already took all of this before, right? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Now, when it comes to tafsir bil ma'thur, scholars they generally speak about what is known as al Israeliyat. What is al Israeliyat? Israeliyat is from. The previous nations, Banu Israel, huh? Banu Israel. Are we allowed to quote from them and use them as references in tafsir books? We'll speak about that. We're going to break the tafsir of the Banu Israel into types in order for us to have a good understanding. We look at. It's three types. Ahmed, I'm going to trouble you again. Jazakallah khair, Ahmed. Barakallahu feek. First of all, you open books of tafsir. Ibn Kathir, if you open it, you find Israeliyat in there. Ibn Jarir Tabri, you find Israeliyat in there. If you open, majority of the tafsir books, they mention Israeliyat. Lakin, memorize this as a qa'ida. The Israeliyat is mentioned lil istishad. It is mentioned as istishad, lil istishad, not lil i'timad, as Ibn Taymiyyah said. It's not mentioned as i'timad. This, like, yes. What does that mean? What's the difference between lil istishad and lil i'timad? Istishad is once you've built your arguments on evidences and you've proven your argument with evidences. Then you just mention it as a side witness. Even the previous nation believed this. Does that make sense? 
So the person, what they do is they bring tafsir from the Quran and explain it with the Quran. Like for example, Ahlul Sunnah believe Allah is above his Allah is above his throne. Somebody brings evidences for that. And then after that, he says, even Banu Israel before they believe that as well. This is what? Halalil istishhad. It's just a witness. But the asal is what? I've already proven my evidence from the Quran and the Sunnah and the Ijma'u Salaf. Am I making sense? Yes? No? Meaning, once you've given your evidences and your proofs, and the Israeliyat is not part of the proof, you'll only mention it as a side point. It's a side point. It's not your core evidence. Your core evidence is the Quran, or your core evidence is Sunnah, or your core evidence is the Sahaba statement, or the Tabi'in. Lakin, you do not mention the Israeliyat as a what? That first of all. ولا ابن كثير ولا ابن جرير then none of them do that does that make sense huh you with me for number one that's point that's you have to know that the Israeliyat is three types the first one is that which we know it's true This Israeliyat, we actually, is, we actually believe it. It's right. How do we know it's right? Because the Prophet said it, alayhi salatu Are you with me, brothers? Like, for example, when the Messenger, sallallahu came, and then Aisha, radiallahu anha, she said, Ya Rasulullah, a woman just came to me right now, and she told me that Allah is, places his, the day of judgment, Allah is going to place the earth on one finger, and he's going to place the sky on one finger, and he's going to place this on one finger. And then the Prophet, he smiled, until his molar teeth can be seen. And then he said, Sadaqat, wallahi, she said the truth. And then the Prophet recited the ayah, um, No, not the ayah. The Prophet recited an ayah to support her. I'll remember the ayah, inshallah. He got the ayah and he used it as a, we know that's true. Now we say is this is right. How do we know it's right? Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa said it. Are we all together brothers? Yeah? That's the te- first type of Bani Israel's concept. I mean the, the, what is mentioned in their books. The third one is that which we know that it's a lie. It's a lie. The second one, um, we know it's a lie, it is not true. They said it, but it's what? Like for example, Nabi Isa ibn Maryam, where is he? Allah says, Nabi Isa is not dead. Are you with me, brothers? Allah ta'ala responds to the abatil and what they said. This is kadib, this is a lie. We can never believe that. Because the Quran proves that it's what? It's a lie. Are we all together, brothers? That, of course, we know it. The third one is the issue now. The third one is that which we don't know if it's true and we don't know if it's a lie. Nabi Muhammad instructed us here. This one. 
our Prophet instructed us. Do you know what he said to us? He said, فَلَا تُصَدِّقُوهُ وَلَا تُكَذِّبُوهُ Don't believe it and don't disbelieve in it. This is the type, no one's, no one's denying this one, that it can be used. No one's denying that. Because our religion affirms that. And no one is disputing about that this one is rejected and that it's never mentioned. So Kutub Tafasir, when they mention the Israeliyat, they're not mentioning this one. That's a lie. What are they mentioning? This is the one they're mentioning. Are we all together? And no one is denying the usage of this one. Here is where this, the usage is, is you find ikhtilaf on. And listen to this, brothers. وَغَالِبُ The majority of this type of tafsir مِمَّا لَا فَائِدَةَ فِيهِ There's no benefit in it. This one. Where our sharia is silent about it. It hasn't accepted it, nor has it rejected it. Like, for example, the, from the Israeliyat that I mentioned, for example, is Ashabul Kafi, the dog that they had. Which type of dog was it? Was it German Shepherd? Was it a little Chihuahua? What type of dog was it? Huh? Is that a benefit in there? Are we all together? Ama Khadir, when he killed the boy, or the child, what was his name? Nabilah Musa's stick. What type of stick was it? People bring Israeliyat for this. Are we all together? It's something true. If you learn it, your iman will not increase and it won't decrease. Are we all together, brothers? So the majority of this one, there's no benefit in it. There is not. There is no benefit in it. Does that make sense? So the, it's better to avoid it and not to waste your time on it. Because your time is valuable, right? You need to learn other things. So a lot of the times, they people, they, they waste time on this to know this and find out and there's no benefit that they get from it the fourth point inshallah ta'ala that we're going to speak about today the fourth point that we're going to speak about regarding a tafsir bil ma'thur is the books that are written in it we're going to speak about We're going to be speaking about Al-Mu'allafat Fi Al-Tafsir Bil-Ma'thur So the first one is And this is the first book that was written in Tafsir Is Tafsir Mujahid 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 Ibn Jabr who we said is a student of who? Ibn Abbas. Mujahid ibn Jabrin, he died when the year was 104. He died what year? First book of Tafsir. The second one is Tafsir Yahya ibn Salam. That's the second type of Tafsir. The third one is, see, he died 200, Hijriya, 104, Hijriya. The third one is Tafsir, Ibn Jarir, Al-Tabariyu. Ibn Jarir died 110, Hijriya. 
Now, uh, the other two, these two, the majority of it is found in Tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Ibn Jarir took it. So let's quickly go over Tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari. This kitab, the imam who wrote it, his name is uh, Muhammad ibn Jarir. Muhammad ibn Ja'far, sorry. His kunya is... No, no, no. He's Muhammad ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Sorry. Muhammad ibn Jarir al-Tabari. His kunya is Abu Ja'far. Rahimahullah. Ibn Jarir has many, 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 many books. Like in two books are very well known. The first one is his tafsir, which is known as Jami'u Bayan al-Quran. And the second one is Tarikh, his history book that he wrote. Rahimahullah. He was a, Ibn Jarir al-Tabari was a Mufassir. He was a Mu'arikh, a historian. And he also was a Mujtahid. يعني فقيه مجتهد. He didn't, he didn't follow a madhab. He had his own madhab. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari had his own madhab fiqhi. Are you with me, brothers? ولذلك, I can't go more into it. I can read the tariq of Ibn Jarir al-Tabari. Imam al-Dhahabi brings in his sayra ala minu bala. Ibn Jarir, he had a mihna. A big problem happened to him in Baghdad, where he, where he lived. He had a big issue with the Hanabila of Baghdad. Are you with me, brothers? And at that time, the Saitara and the Quwa is in the hand of who? Who? The Hanabila. The Hanbalims. And they gave Ibn Jarir al-Tabari a very great time. And one of the accusations that were put against him was that he was a Shi'i, but he wasn't. And because of that, Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, rahimahullah, um, he died imprisoned in his house. Where did he die? The mihna, it reached an extent where he became, in, he stuck into his house and he died there, rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'ah, when the year was 310. His tafsir book is the, one of the biggest tafsir, if not the biggest tafsir book of tafsir bil ma'thur. Are we all together, brothers? The best publication is the tahqiq of Abdullah. Abdullah Turki. The Tahqiq of Abdullah Turki is the best tabaah and the best copy of that tafsir. It's good to buy it. One of the other books is is Zadul Masir by Ibn Al Jawzi. Ibn Al Jawzi, rahimahullah ta'ala. His tafsir book, Zadul Masir, Fi Ilm Tafsir, it's a good book. And it's one is also considered to be from what? At Tafsir Bil Ma'thur. Even that though, his kitab doesn't have asanid chains. Like when you look at Ibn Jarir al Tabari, every quote that he quotes somebody, what does he bring? A chain from himself to the person who's, who he's quoting. Lakin Ibn al Jawzi doesn't do that. Ibn Jawzi, Ibn Jawzi doesn't do that. Rahimahullah, rahmatan wasi'ah. The reason is because he wants to make his tafsir very simple and easy, and we learn a benefit from this. 
that for a book to be called a tafsiru bil ma'thur, it's not a condition that there's a chain between the author and whoever he's attributing the statement to. It's not necessary. Does that make sense? Because Ibn al-Jawzi's time onwards, they stopped bringing the chain in there. All they would say is, Rawahu Ahmed fi musnadi. Ama Rawahu al-Bukhari fi sahihi. Does that make sense? Like in before that, they would bring the chain from themselves to the imam that they are referencing. And if it wasn't for a, if it wasn't for time, I would have mentioned some benefits in, in tafsir al-Jarir al-Tabari. Like, and I will mention one benefit that I, I came across in the tafsir of Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, rahimahullah. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari, when it came to the tafsir of Surah Yusuf, when he came to the what? When he came to Surah Yusuf, what he did was he commented on the verse. Are we all together, brothers? He commented on the what? He commented on the verse. And when he commented on the verse, he said, this commentary that I have placed on the verse, it's from myself. I came with it. And he said, if you follow the Arabic language, and if you follow the qawa'id al-shari'a, I haven't gone against it. This is where it really touched me. But he said, I am not going to say it. I'm not going to give this tafsir of the ayah. Why? Because no one preceded me in it. No one said this tafsir before me. I have no one to attribute it to before me. And that is enough for me to leave it. What did I just say? He's a mufassir. He's a mu'arikh. Here is a mujtahid. He has the rights to do ijtihad. Because later we're going to speak about it. The, uh, the tafsir bil ma'thur. Uh, tafsir bil ra'i. When we speak about it, we'll see. That you can do opinions on ayat. He chose not to. What does that really show us, brothers? It reminds me of the statement of who? Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. What did Abu Bakr say? He said, Ayyu sama' Which sky will shade me? And which earth will hold me? In If I say about Allah that which I don't know. Because we're talking about a verse. If I speak about Allah's book with no knowledge, and I say about Allah that this is what Allah was saying here, and this is what Allah meant, which sky is going to shade me? Which earth is going to hold me? And Abdullah ibn Hajj al-Shanqiti in his kitab Maraq al-Su'ud, what did he say? He says, The people of knowledge, they wouldn't just speak about an ayah like that. Are we all together? Whenever they came to a verse, they would be quiet. Umar was on the pulpit one day. And then he said, What did Umar say? He said, We know what fakiha means. I mean, that's clear. And he started to think, Umar. And then he spoke to himself. He said, Umar, this is takalluf. You're burdening yourself to find out what wa'abban means. Leave it. And he left it. These were who? These were the noble companions. So tafsir ibn Jarir al-Tabari, it is a tafsir that every single person should buy and definitely should read. And Every ayah, nearly every single ayah, he'll bring you an imam who said it. He'll bring you the salaf, 
and the aqwal and what they said. So you have to buy that tafsir book. Um, a lot of people say, this is a misconception, a lot of people they say that tafsir ibn Kathir, it is a what? They say it's a summary of tafsir ibn Jarir tabari No, it's not true. Tafsir ibn Kathir, it, yes, he greatly depended on the tafsir ibn Jarir tabari of course. After him, everyone who came, they used him. Like in Tafsir ibn Kathir, you find in it opinions, rulings, extra things that you won't find in Tafsir ibn Jarir Tabari. Does that make sense? So to say it's a summary is incorrect. It is not a summary. One of the tafsir that are also in there, number five, is is Ma'alim al-Tanzil Ma'alim al-Tanzil is written by Al-Imam al-Baghawi Al-Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah Al-Imam al-Baghawi's tafsir is a ikhtisar he summarized tafsir al-Tha'labi tafsir man? the kitab Ma'alim al-Tanzil is a summary of whose tafsir? The tafsir of who? Al-Tha'alabi. Now, the tafsir al-Tha'alabi has a hadith, mawdu'a, munkara, da'ifa. Are you with me? And Israeliyat and so many things. And Imam al-Baghawi, he, he left that. What did he do? Huh? Where did he head to? Where did he go towards? He went towards summarizing the book and getting rid of those things. And he's a great Imam. Ala madhhabi man? Al Imam Shafi'i. He was a. He was a. He was a Shafi'i in madhhab, in Furu' al Fiqiyah. Okay, Alhamdulillah. We've accomplished the first part of the class. Now we're going to move on to the second. Barakallah Now we're going to go into a tafsir bil ra'i. We're going to go into what? At-Tafsir bil Ra'i. Okay, number one, what does tafsir bil ra'i mean? So, ma'na hey, What does a tafsir bil ra'i mean? We have to explain it It is It is وَهُوَ مَا يَعْتَمِدُ فِيهِ الْمُفَسِّرُ A tafsir bil ra'i means 
the scholar, what does he do? يَعْتَمِدُ He relies on the Mufassir. فِي بَيَانِ الْمَعْنَى When he is explaining the verse. When he's explaining the verse, what does he rely on? He relies on al-fahmu, his understanding of the verse. وَالِسْتِمْبَاطِ And to extract. Based on what? بِالرَّأْيِ Based on opinion. He looks at the ayah, he'll extract it. All based on opinion. He doesn't have what we mentioned before, which was what? Al-Qur'anu? Bil-Qur'an, no. He doesn't have that. He hasn't got sunnah. What does he also not have? Aqwalu sahaba no. Huh? He doesn't have all of those we mentioned. Are we all together, brothers? Here, it's based upon al-fahm wal-istimbat. His understanding and his extraction and him deriving rulings or understanding from that particular verse. Does that make sense? Now, what we said was, how many types are there? Al-Ra'i, how much were they? Mahmoud and? Okay. Mahmoud means praiseworthy. Okay. And a madhmoon means what? Blameworthy. When is it praiseworthy and when is it deemed wrong? When is the person criticized for doing this? These three conditions are important. If these conditions are met, then it's praiseworthy. Are we all together, brothers? These three conditions have to be met. The individual who is doing the tafsir uh, he has to have sihatul i'tiqad. What does he have to have? He has, he has to have good aqidah and he has to be a person who adheres. وَلُزُومُ sunnah, And he adheres to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. There's no good in a... Uh, a person whose aqidah is wrong. When he, what's he going to understand from the verse? Are you with me, brothers? When it comes to the Quran, as the ulama mentioned, Abu Mudafr al-Sam'ani mentions in his kitab, Qawatu al-Adilla, Shaykh al-Islam mentions in his kitab, Bayanu al-Dalil fi butlan al-Tahlil, that the Ahlul Bid'ah ya'taqiduna, they believe first. Thumma yastadilluna, and then they look for the evidence. Fayadilluna, they become misguided. So they have a preconceived notion. Huh? They have a belief already. And they start looking for the verse. And they start looking for the verse, right? Because Allah tells us in the Quran, Allah tells us the Quran is what? It's divided into how many? Ayat which is? Muta? Shabi. And then it's ayat which are? Ayat which are mutashabih and ayat which are? Muhkam. Mutashabih means what? Vague, ambiguous. Huh? Are we all together? The scholars, they divide the mutashabih 
باعتبارات كثيره ذيز ماني وايز لكن ذيز متشابه حقيقي ذيز متشابه حقيقي مين؟ The ambiguity of this verse is literal it's real it's a real The حقيقي type is alif lam mim What does it mean? That's متشابه you don't know it حقيقي Are we all together? The حروف المقطعه that you see in the Quran, Alif, Lam, Mim, Noon, Saad, Qaf. These are called Mutashabih Haqiqi. Some scholars, what they did was they brought it together, all these letters. What did they say? Nassun Hakimun Qatu'un Lahu Sirrun. Have you heard that before? What did they say? These, all these letters, if you want to know what they are, Nassun Hakimun قاطع له سر What does that mean? When they brought it together, it has a meaning. You see, what does it mean? It's a text that is wise, and it has and it it has been cut for it, or has been given it secret behind it. So, do you not agree? Anyways, these letters, each one represents a what? How many letters are there? No, how many letters are all the current letters? Count it properly. 14. 14, صح? So we have 14 letters. Do you know how many surahs in the Quran it starts with? 27 surahs in the Quran. I'm at 27 places in the Quran. I'm not wrong. Ah, brothers, this is called mutashabi haqiqi. There's another type which is called mutashabi what? Nisbi. What does mutashabi nisbi mean? Mutashabi nisbi means it's only ambiguous to some people, but not everybody. That's why Allah says, That's if we say that there's no waqf here, we don't stop. There's two ways of reading this verse. What can you say? You can stop there, which is a waqf al-hazim, according to some of the scholars. I hope I'm not speaking to myself. Why do I feel like I'm talking to myself? Okay, let me say it very slow. The ayah here, it says, No one knows his interpretation. There's two ways of reading it. No one knows his interpretation except who? Allah. If we stop there, then Allah is a what? Is the only one who knows. And the, the sentence after that is Jumla Isti'nafiyah. It's a new sentence. وَالْرَاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ And those who have knowledge, they are saying. There's a second way of reading it. وَمَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَالْرَاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ No one knows the interpretation except Allah and the people of knowledge. صح? Am I making sense? No? So if you, if you take both of those recitations or both of those ways of reading, each time you're talking a type of, about a type of mutashabih. When you say, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And you stop. Only Allah knows his, his interpretation. Which type are you talking about? The haqiqi. Only Allah knows what alif lam mim means. But when you say, وَمَا يَعْلَمُ تَأْوِيلَهُ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَالرَّاسِخُونَ فِي الْعِلْمِ Which one are you talking about? 
the nisbi, because only Allah and the ulama know, not everybody else knows. We don't know those. Are we all together? Am I making sense? This teaches us of something very beneficial, which is the, the mas'ala of al-waqf wal ibtida in the Qur'an, right? When you stop somewhere in the Qur'an and when you're going to carry on, how the meaning can change. Sah? Huh? And the second type of Qur'an is what? Like, and I want you to remember something, brothers. Even that though this verse is ambiguous, the scholars, they say, مِنْ حَيْثُ الدَّلَالَةِ لَا مِنْ حَيْثُ الْمُرَادِ What does that mean? It's the issue here. The ambiguity is in terms of what it's showing you, not in its intent. The intent is always clear. Allah, already, Allah knows what He wants from this verse. The murad is always muhkam. The intent behind the verse is always what? It's always clear. Like in what's ambiguous? The dalala, the indication, what it can indicate to you, what it can show you. Sahih? No? For example, if I say to you, did Allah say in the Quran, waylul lil musallin? Well be to those who pray. Did Allah say that? Did He say that? Allah said that, right? So Allah said, well be to those who pray. I'm asking you guys a question. Did He say that? So the way you say it is, yes, He said it, but He didn't intend that. In terms of dalalai, no, no. Allah said that. Like in the murad, that's not what is murad. That's not the intent of what Allah said. Does that make sense? The intent is Allah means what He said after that. You have to connect it. Does that make it clear? Allah says in another ayah, Those of you who believe, don't come close to the prayer. If I stop there, hey, did Allah say that? You can't say Allah didn't say that because it's an ayah from the Quran. Am I making sense? But is that what Allah intended? Did Allah intend not to come close to the prayer? Huh? That's not minhayt al-murad. That's not the intent. The intent is لا تقرأ ولا إله دينا ملا تقرأ بالصلاة وأنتم سكارا. Don't come close to the prayer when you're when you're drunk. Am I making sense, brothers? That's what we say sometimes when somebody says, "Do you say this to me?" Yes, but I didn't mean that. That's what we say, right? Is that, does, that, does that make it clear now? Example, okay. So why did I mention this? The people of innovation now. We were talking about the issue of sihatul i'tiqadi wa luzum sunnah To have a good aqidah. The people of innovation, they like to stick with those verses. Those ambiguous verses. What did they leave? The ayat which are muhkam. What does the ayat which are muhkam mean? They're the verses which are clear cut. The ayat which are it doesn't accept any interpretation. It's crystal clear. Is there any other meaning that it has? Allah says in the ayah, What do they do? They leave those verses and they come to the verses where Allah says, They say, That's we. What does we show? Plural. Are you with me, brothers? Does that make sense? And so, okay, what's the minimum of plural in the Arabic language? Three. 
So Trinity comes from there. Are you with me, brothers? And you might think to yourself, this is far-fetched. Like in Waftun Najran, the ayah came down, Surah Ali Imran, the beginning. It came down which people? The Waft of Najran, the, the Christians that came to the Prophet. They said to Muhammad, we have an issue. He said, What's the issue? He said, In the Quran that you have, Allah uses Nahnu. Inna. These show. What does it show? We. Now, in the Arabic language, Nahnu shows two meanings. The first meaning it shows is what? Al Mu'adhimu Nafsahu, the one who's venerating himself, glorifying himself. We call it the we of royalty. That's one meaning. The queen, when she says, huh? we, 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 she says that, right? Talking about Queen Elizabeth. Yeah. What did she say? She says, we out of royalty, right? She doesn't mean anybody else, she's only talking about herself. But she uses the word, we out of? Allah has a higher example. The second one is what? The second type of we is what? Al-mutakallim ma'hu ghayru. A person is talking and somebody else is talking with him, which is plural. Which of those have you chosen? Do you mean Al-Mu'abdim al or this one? It's ambiguous, it's mutashabih. That's what mutashabih means. It doesn't have one direct meaning. Ahlul Bida'a, what will they do? They will take the... Okay, this is good, good. I like this, got more than one meaning. So what would they do? They will take the plural out of it and they will dismiss the other. Why didn't they take... This verse and say, look, there's two meanings in it. There's plural, and there's also the royalty in there. We're going to take the royalty. Why? Because Allah said in another ayah, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ They didn't bring it back to the what? They didn't back to the verse which are muhkam. The numbers in the Arabic language are called nas. They can't have any other meaning. Numbers are restricted, right? Am I making sense? So this is why the people who are doing a tafsiru birra'i, they have to have good aqidah. Or what they're going to do is they're only going to choose the ayat which are mutashabi. And they're going to dismiss the ayat which are the ayat which are muhkam. Because Allah, what did he say? The believers, what do they do? They take those verses which are ambiguous to which verses? To those ayat which are muhkam. That's what we just did right now. We have verses that say nahnu. Inna. And we said nahnu can mean out of royalty or can mean what? Plural. Which one did we give? Royalty, right? Why? Because we have ayat which are muhkam that are saying Allah is one. Sahih? Like in the person who doesn't have sihatul i'tiqad and he doesn't have luzum sunnah, what is he going to do? He's going to do tafsir akunita. Like for example, Example, Allah says in the Quran, Ar-Rahmanu, huh? Ala al-Arshi. Okay. What, does, what did the Sahabas, what did the Salaf had al ummah what did they explain the word Istawa mean? Yeah? What did they say? Huh? They said, Ala wartafah. Abu Aliyah, Rahimahullahu Ta'ala, Mujahid, Tawus ibn Kaysan, others. What did they say? Ala, Wartafa. High above. Wadi Dalika Abu Amr, Abu Amr, 
Al-Talmanki rahimahullah from the Aymatul Salaf he brought ijma' that the word istawa here means ala wartafa' ijma' Al-Imam Al-Dhahabi brings in his what? His kitab Al-Ulul Ali Al-Ghafar Are you with me? Sheikh Al-Bani rahimahullah authenticated it in the Mukhtasar Are we all together brothers? Now this is what the Salaf said this is the ijma' of the Salaf what would they do? They will say no, no, no Istawa here, it means what? It means istawla. What does istawla mean? Is, is to what? Is to dominate, is to take over. They said, where did you guys get that from? They said there was a man who wasn't a Muslim, who disbelieved in Allah, didn't believe Allah. His name was what? Huh? Uh, the Christian man, what did he say? Or oh, Jew, whatever he was. Huh? He said, Istawa bishrun ala al-Iraqi min ghayri sayfin wala dami muhraqi. They took a line of poetry from him. What did he say? Istawa bishrun, Bishr took over Iraq. So he said, Istawa bishrun. He said, Bishr here took over Iraq meant Istawla. The istawa he used here was what? Istawla. We all together, brothers. What did they dismiss? The tafsir salaf all of it. And they took the tafsir uh, of who? The tafsir of who? A man who was not even a Muslim. Does anyone know his name? What did, Imam, what did Ibn Taymiyyah say in his Lamiya? وَجَمِعُ آيَاتِ الصِّفَاتِ أُمِرُّهَا مِنْ غَيْرِ وَجَمِعُ آيَاتِ الصِّفَاتِ أُمِرُّهَا حَقًّا كَمَا نَقَلَ الطِّرَازُ الْأَوَّلُ وَأَمُرُّ و... What did he say? وَأَرُدُّ عُهْدَةَ إِلَى نُقَالِهَا وَأَصُونُهَا عَنْ كُلِّ مَا يُتَخَيَّلُهُ هَا هِيْ سَلُّسْ قُبْحًا لِمَنْ نَبَدَ الْقُرْآنَ وَرَاءَهُ وَإِذَا اسْتَدَلَ يَقُولُ قَالَ الْأَخْطَلُ He says, قُبْحًا Destruction be to those people. Who? قُبْحًا لِمَنْ نَبَدَ الْقُرْآنَ وَرَاءَهُ They toss the Qur'an over their shoulders. وَإِذَا اسْتَدَلَّ When he wants to use the evidence, what did he say? قَالَ الْأَخْطَلُ أَخْطَلْ سَلْ أَخْطَلْ is the man who said istawla. Are you with me brothers? وَلِذَلِكْ إِبْنُ الْقَيِّمْ Look what he said. He said, Nunul Yahudi, Walamu Jahmin, and the Lamb of the Jahmiya, Huma fi Wahi Rabbil Alam, Huma fi Wahi Rabbil Arshi Zaidatani. The Noon of the Jews and the Lamb of the Jahmiya, both of them were added to the Quran when it was not from them. Where did the Noon of the Jews come from? Look what Allah said to the Jews when He said, Enter Baytul Maqdis. What did Allah say when you enter it? What, do you, what should you do? Qulu. Say hitta, right? What did they do when they entered? They added a noon and they said hinta. Did they not say hinta? So the Jews are the ones who added a letter. And these Jahmiyyah, when they came with this concept, they added a lamb to the word istawa when it wasn't in there. Does that make sense? The point I'm coming to is sihatul i'tiqadi wa luzum sunnah. The importance of having correct aqidah and sticking to the sunnah. The second condition is 
All of that was very important for you guys to understand because a lot of times people just think anyone who does tafsir of the Quran, it's no problem. You can take it from them. And it's very vital. We're going to mention some books of tafsir that you need to stay away from. They're very dangerous. They're kutub tafsir based on what? A tafsir birra'il madmum. It's based upon opinions which are bad. And we'll mention some of those books, inshallah ta'ala. The second condition is. The second one is The person cannot give jazm He can't say definitely This, this tafsir I done on the ayah That this is what Allah intended When he puts the tafsir forward He can't say this is what Allah, is, Allah said Tafsir bil-ra'i When you put it forward You cannot say this is what Allah intended because it's based upon opinion. It's based upon what? It's not, there's no athar for it. There's no text for it. And the third condition is أَنْ يَكُونَ مِنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ الْمُعْتَبِرِينَ الْمُعْتَبَرِينَ الَّذِينَ تَوَفَّرَ and the third condition is that it, the tafsir came from a scholar. The one who's saying it, he's from the ulama al-mu'tabareen. He's from the scholars who are considered to be from the people of knowledge. And he has the instruments of doing ijtihad. He has the rights to comment on the verses. Are you with me, brothers? And yakuna min al ulamai. It comes. It's, uh, yeah, it's from a scholar who's mu'tabar. Mu'tabar means what? He's considered. He's got weight, like Ibn al Kathir, like Imam al Nawi, like Ibn al Qayyim. A great scholar comes and he comments on that verse. You say, okay, this is whose, whose, whose opinion is this? This is the opinion of Ibn Kathir. Why? Because Ibn Kathir has adawatul ijtihad. He has the instrument of doing ijtihad. He has the Arabic language. We're going to speak about it later when we speak about the conditions of the mufassir. He has the qawa'idul kulliya, comprehensive legal maxims of the religion. He also knows the ayat which are nasikh and mansukh. He knows a hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if this ayah is going against a hadith, he knows. You're going to give an opinion and then guess what? Somebody's going to come up to you and say to you, it goes against the hadith in Arba'in Nawi. Are you doing brothers? Put the hadith Nawi, you go against that. He's talking about masanid and mu'jamat and all of these books. He has great knowledge. Let's mention some books that are written in this. Tafsir bil Rai. One of the Tafsir, Kutub Tafsir bil Rai that's considered it, or it's, it has both, is Ibn Kathir. Ibn Kathir is Tafsir bil Rai and it's Tafsir bil Ma'thur. 
He's got both. Are we all together, brothers? There's times Ibn Kathir does his own opinions. Rahimahullahu rahmatan لكن التفسير من كثير is تفسير بالرأي المحمود the praiseworthy opinions not the blameworthy because he meets the conditions Ibn Kathir was who? he had صحة الاعتقاد and لزوم السنة second is whenever he brought the opinion forward he would never say this is what Allah intended okay he believed that this is, an, this is his opinion and number three he is without a doubt considered from the great scholars also Ibn Jarir al-Tabri's tafsir rahimahullah ta'ala even though the overwhelming majority of times he does athar 90% is bil athar there are times he comes with opinions rahimahullah ta'ala also Al-Imam al-Qurtubi Al-Imam al-Qurtubi have you heard of tafsir al-Qurtubi? have you guys heard of tafsir al-Qurtubi? tafsir al-Qurtubi like you have to understand it's based on ayatul ahkam. Are we all together? The ayats that have jurisprudent rulings, he focuses on those. Al Imam al Qurtubi. Does that make sense? Al Imam al Qurtubi, he, base, he bases his, on the exegesis of the Quran, he bases it highly on ayatul ahkam. The verses that talk about what? Jihad and salah and zakat and psalm and. Those ayat, ahkam, hukum. Are you with me? Does that make sense, brothers? Al-Imam al-Qurtubi, Abdullah al-Qurtubi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Also, we've mentioned al-Ra'i al-Mahmud, right? Those, all those books are based upon opinions, tasir opinions, but their opinions are very good. There are those who, they are based upon al-Ra'i al-Madmum, blameworthy opinions. Like the tafsir of Zamakhshari. Tafsiru Az-Zamakhshari. Tafsiru Zamakhshari, it's based upon Ar-Ra'i al-Madmum. Why? Number one, Sihatul Atiqad wa Luzum al-Sunnah. Zamakhshari is a Mu'tazili. What was he? Az-Zamakhshari. Zamakhshari is what? He was a Mu'tazili. He had a very bad, filthy belief. And scholars warn against his kitab, Ibn Hajar and others. Because, what did I mention before? Ibn Kathir and Ibn Al-Imam Al-Qurtubi, they have opinions, but the opinions that they have is what? The, play, the praiseworthy. Like in Zamakhshari? Zamakhshari's kitab is good with language, the balagha, the eloquency is very good in Arabic. Balagha, eloquency. Like when it comes to Sihatul Atiqat, it's very bad. Because he believed the belief of the Mu'tazila. You know what the Mu'tazila believed? That the Quran is what? The Quran is created. They're the ones, because of, Imam, because of them, Imam Ahmad was in prison. Are we all together? Those were the people Imam Ahmad was fighting against. So Tafsir al Zamakhshari is a dangerous Tafsir. And nowadays, some contemporaries, they, they teach that book as a curriculum to the people. And they dismiss and they go against the tafsir of who? Ibn Kathir and tafsir al-Qurtubi and Ibn Jarir al-Tabari. And I heard once upon a time a person say, tafsir al-Zamakhshari, if you don't read it, you haven't even read tafsir in your life. 
Ajeeb. And that same person believes Ibn Jarir Tabari's tafsir is just a what? Compilation. Just he threw all the narrations in there like that. That's the illness, right? Tafsir Ibn Kathir, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, and Ibn Jarir Tabari, and Qurtubi, and Ibn al Jawzi, and all of those scholars, their tafsir is beneficial by it. Also, Ibn Atiyah's tafsir. He has a kitab called Tahrir al It's called. I think Tafsir al-Wajiz by Ibn Atiyah Baghawi's Tafsir Ma'alim al-Tanzil Those books you need to buy You need to buy We're going to conclude with the last session today Bi'idhinillah al-Kareem Also I will advise you all To buy the Tafsir of Sheikh Abdurrahman What's the correct way of saying his name? Sa'di or Sa'di? Sa'di is right Oh, be careful. I asked these children. I went to Qasim and I met his sons. They know it better, right? Sahih. Do they not know their fathers? Sa'di is a tribe. It's the people he's from. It's Sa'di, not Sa'di. Even that though it's Muntashir. Everywhere you go, Sa'di, Sa'di, you see. But the correct way is what? Sa'di, because it's seen. Okay. So buy the tafsir of Abdurrahman Nasr al-Sa'di. My advice is place it next to your bed. Every night read something when you go to sleep, just before you go to sleep. I promise you in a period of time you finish the Quran like that. And alhamdulillah now tafsir of Nasr al-Sa'di is what? For those of you who can't read the Arabic language, it's in the? Ten volumes, right? Ten volumes. Go over it quickly. Read it. Because the Shaykh has a very good, mashallah, observation of the ayat. His kitab is called Tafsiru Kalam al Rahman fi Tafsiri Kalam al Mannan or something like that. Huh? Tafsiri Kalam al Rahman. Huh? Taysiri Kalam al Mannan fi Tafsiri. No, Taysiri Kalam al Rahman fi Tafsiri Kalam al Mannan. Oh, al Rahman al Mannan. It's a kitab which is, in English, Arabic is only one volume. In Arabic is how many? Just one volume. Like in, in English language is what? It's in ten volumes. It's the best one to start with. Yeah? Sa'di. Sheikh Abdurrahman Nasir Sa'di's tafsir. What about the tafsir al-Baydawi? Baydawi's tafsir. Baydawi's tafsir is good, lakin it also has some places, it's not like Zamakhshari's one, lakin it has some, a, a great portion of what? A tafsir, al-ra'i al-madmum. has a lot of al-ra'i al-madmum. Bad opinions that he mentions. And some of them, you have to realize they have beliefs that are corrupted. In their, in their aqidah, so it's going to affect their tafsir. It's going to truly affect their tafsir. And there are other many tafsir books that are written by Shia. I don't need to mention. Now we're going to go into the last part of today's session. The shurutul mufassir. If you want to do tafsir of the Quran, what are the conditions? We're going to mention three conditions, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to go over that. And we should be finished, inshallah ta'ala.
Okay. The, so we're going to speak about the last part is the Shurutul Mufassir. The first one is conditions which are ilmiya. Second one is aqliya. And the third one is uh, sulukiya. So these are inshallah ta'ala. So I'm going to mention a couple of ilmiya conditions that the mufassir has to meet. What does it mean, ilmiyan? He has to have a, um, a, 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 his knowledge has to be at a particular uh, amount before he comments on the Quran. From what, what are the things that he needs to know? Quickly write it down, inshallah ta'ala. And if you don't catch what I say, you can always write it from the video. From the things that he needs to know is asbabun nuzul. He has to know asbabun nuzul al Quran, when it came down, where this verse came down. He has to know nasiqan mansukh. Which ayahs are abrogated and which ayahs are not abrogated. He said, No one should comment on the Quran if he doesn't know the nasikh and the mansukh. Rather, Ali, another call, he said, um, No one should come and teach in our masajid if he doesn't know nasikh and mansukh. What does nasikh and mansukh mean? The verses that are abrogated and the verses that abrogated it. Has to know. Okay? Also, the person has to know the verses which are makki and now watch the verses which are. Madani, he has to know that. Also, the person needs to know قواعد التفسير. قواعد التفسير, the principles of tafsir. Like, for example, العبرة بعموم اللفظ لا بخصوص السبب. Do we focus on the wording or do we focus on the meaning? Do we focus on the wording or do we focus on the meaning? When Allah said in the ayah, يَا أَيُّ النَّبِيُّ اتَّقِ O Prophet of Allah, fear Allah. Is Allah talking to the Prophet or is he talking to the believers? Do you see the point? Well, this brothers, I want you to understand the relationship between the Al-Fad, Al-Fad and the Ma'ani the relationship between the wording and the meaning. If you always ponder on this, it's, this is a big point I want you to all remember. The relationship between wording and what? This is where madhabs came from. Are you with me, brothers? Does that make sense? The whole discussion is about these, this. The relationship between what? Wording and? Like for example, the, the uh, Zahiriya. That's a madhab, right? Madhab al-Zahiriya. Do you know what they believe? Didn't the Prophet sallallahu say in the hadith that a virgin, the permission is sought from her or a virgin when her father presents to her and says, I have a, a man for you. The virgin, what is, her, what is the permission on her side or her agreement, her consent? What is it based on? Her what? The hadith says her, her silence. Ibn Hazm says, if she talks and she says, Dad, I do want it, he said, that's not acceptance. Do you get the point now? 
Ibn Hazm said, because the Prophet said, alayhi salatu wasalam, her consent is based on what? Her silence. She's a virgin, she's going to be silent, she's going to be shy. He said, if she says to her dad, dad, I do want it. What did he say? She hasn't accepted it, she hasn't consented to it. What did he stick to? He stuck to the wording. And what did he not take? He didn't take the meaning. Because the meaning here, what does it mean? That the virgin will what? Due to shyness and never been married before, she will say that. Does that make sense? So the relationship between the madahibs, whether it be the Hanafiya and the Madikiya and the Shafi'iya and the Hanabila, this is the relationship. When do we stick to the wording and when do we take the meaning? Huh? Am I making sense? Even the Quran, when do we stick to the wording, verbatim? This is that don't. And when do we say no, 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 it's the meaning. We take the meaning here. When do we do that? This is also what a person has to study, and that's where this chapter in Usul al-Fiqh comes into place, which is called what? Dalalatul al-Fad. Dalalatul al-Fad. Are you with me, brothers? And in there you study the Amar, the Nahi, the Aam, the Khas, the Mutlaq, the Muqayyad, the Mujmal, the Mubayyan. These are the wordings. These are all wordings. And the meanings that are taken from it. Are you with me, brothers? And then you can't do tafsir if you don't know all of this. Are you with me, brothers? You can't comment on the ayah if you don't know this. Am I making sense? You also have to know the waqf and the ibtida. What's the waqf and ibtida? When do you stop? Where do you carry on from? Are you with me, brothers? The person has to also know the idgham and the tarqiq. You might think to yourself, does that have an effect on the aqeeh of the, of the tafsir of the Quran? The idgham? Yeah, it does. Are you with me, brothers? How do you say Allah's name? Lafdul Jalala. Are you with me, brothers? And how is it pronounced? It has a meaning effect in it. And etc. All of those are the conditions of having. This is just some of the. Like I would advise you go to the Kitab at Tibyan. Fi Adabi Hamalatul Quran, written by who? Al Imam al Nawi. He mentions the conditions that a person needs in terms of knowledge to do tafsir of the Quran. The second one is. Um, it's aqli. <clears throat> and of course the person needs to know the Arabic language, right? I mentioned the person has to know the Arabic language. Because Allah sent this Quran in what language? Huh? When we say the person needs to know the Arabic language, some of you automatically only think grammar. The Arabic language is 12 sciences. The grammar is only one, one of it. There's ilmul there's nahu, there's sarf, there's balagha. Balagha is three types: ilmul bayan, ilmul badi, ilmul maani. Are you with me? There's urut, there's qawafi, there's khataba. There's a lot. There are twelve sciences within what? Naam, there are three which are the most important. What are the most important? And nahu, and sarf, and balagha. Are you with me, brothers? Those are the three most important ones. 
لكن that doesn't mean there's only those three. There's adab. The adab here is adab literature, the Arabic literature. Are you with me, brothers? So the person has to be a has to know the Arabic language before he goes for the Quran. But if you're still on Ajurumiya, yeah, brothers, and you still can't tell the difference between kalam and kalima and qawl, can you guys tell the difference between three? Who here knows the difference between kalam, kalima, and qawl? Ibn Malik said, Kalamuna lafdun mufidun kastaqim wasmun wa fi'lun thumma harfun il-kalim. واحده كلمة والقول عم وكلمة بها كلام قد يؤم بالجر والتنوين والنداء What is قول كلمة and كلامي Does anyone know the difference between the three? You see? Don't comment on the Quran if you don't know the difference between those three. The second condition is شروط which is عقلية شروط عقلية what does it mean? Some of the scholars they mention that the person has his brain to have the ability you know not everybody who has good knowledge is smart are you with me brothers some people mashallah they have a lot of knowledge in the religion but they're not smart are you with me brothers if you look at their day-to-day doings you realize hmm. for example I went with one of my mashayikh one time and we were at a shop and so I was with him just to show you sometimes subhanAllah how quick people can see things you know when you go to the shop and you have water and the water is packed and when you've got five of them, ten of them, what do you do? do you put all of them on the uh, on the till and let him scan or should you just give him one and just tell him the remaining numbers? so what I did is I took all of them, I was putting it all on and my sheikh just said to me, why don't you just take one, give it to him, and tell him the remaining that's on the, Let him see it, and tell him you've got five at the bottom. Instead of putting yourself so much effort in, and bringing them all on the table. Sah? Does that make sense, brothers? The day-to-day tasarrufat, the person's smart. They pick up quickly things, fast, how it can be done. Whereas the other person, it can, you can gather as much information as you want, but there's not that qudrat al-dhihniya, the person lacks it. وَلِذَلِكَ That's where the scholars said, أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنَ أَمْ أَمْ عَلَى قُلُوبٍ أَقْفَالُهَا Al-Imam Al-Raghib Al-Asfahani However you want to say it, he took from this ayah, رحمه الله تعالى, that it means those who are smart, they've got the knowledge of the, all the knowledge of the deen, but they're also smart. So they're able to extract from the Quran that which not many people can. Are you with me, brothers? Walidarik ibn al-Qayyim, if you read what he brings out of the tafsir sometimes, one ayah, Wallahi tastaghrib. Actually shocked. I read this ayah, every day I read this ayah. I've looked at tafsir books. Ibn al-Qayyim, what did he do? What did he do? He took from this. I'll give you one example. Just, uh, just example. What do we have? La ilaha illallah. Muhammad, Rasulullah, Allah. How many words do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, and? Ibn al-Qayyim said those seven, they protect you from the seven doors of the hellfire. Sah? Did you guys ever see that? 
La ilaha illa Muhammad Rasulullah. How many words? He said, each one when you say it and you mean it, it, take, it protects you from, a, from the doors of the hellfire. When you say it together, you will not be placed in the hellfire. Sah? Because Allah said, anyone who says La ilaha illa will not. Who says it with? Are you with me, brothers? Am I making sense? He said something else. He said, all of these words, none of them have dots. They're not the letters that have dots. Sah? Meaning he said, don't taint your heart with shirk. Dot in your heart. Don't taint your heart with what? A shirk. Like tadabbur on everything, ta'aqul and tafahum, extracting things from it. From an alim like that, we'll take it from him. You may not ponder on it like that. Are you with me, brothers? Also, all of these letters that are mentioned here in the Arabic language, they are considered from the lightest letters to pronounce. They're not hard. Are you with me, brothers? The kha is a hard letter. Are you with me, brothers? The ghoin is a hard what? It's hard. None of these hard letters are hard. Because when a person comes into Islam, he can just say, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. Sah? Easy, you can say it. Am I making sense? What I mean by that is, Al-Qudratidhihniya. Are you with me, brothers? Another example, Ibn Al-Qayyim extracts. Allah says, Fala ta'alamu nafs ma ukhfiya min fala ta'lamu nafsun ma ukhfiya lahum min qurrati ayun the word ayun hey let's ponder on that are you with me it's ayun is tasghir what is it is to make something little Allah says, فَلَا تَعْلَمُ نَفْسٌ A nafs does not know مَا أُخْفِيَ لَهُمْ That which has been prepared for it مِنْ قُرَّةِ عَيُونٍ I'm a جُمُعُ الْقِلَّةِ He says It shows little Ibn Al-Qayyim says Allah is talking about Jannah And the seeing of Jannah Why is he belittling something, the eyes? It's a time when things will be made big This is Jannah What you're seeing مَا لَا عَيْنُ الرَّاتِ وَلَا أُدُنُ سَمِعَاتِ وَلَا خَطَرَ عَلَى قَلْبِ بَشَرِ He said the reason why it was made little is because the eyes that will enter Jannah are little. The people who enter Jannah, are they a lot? Are they a lot? Allah says in the Quran, وَقَلِيلٌ مِّنْ عِبَادِيَ الشَّكُورِ وَإِن تُطِعْ أَكْثَرَ مَنْ فِي الْأَرْضِ يُضِلُّكَ عَنْ سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ The majority don't enter the Jannah. Rather, the righteous people are little in number. Are they not? Allah says, وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ so we will not, we will read the ayah and look at it and never ponder on it like that. Sahih? So this is Qudrat al-Dhihniya that Allah gave these. The last one is the shurut which is sulukiya. What is the shurut which is sulukiya means this person has good manners, good akhlaq, good adab. From them is the person has the three types of manners that are needed. So the first one is, when it comes to manners, what does he have? Adam ma'allah. Good manners with Allah. That's number one. Number two, adab. Ma'anna. Good manners with the people. And the third one, what is what? Adab with his, with his own nafs. You have good manners with Allah, which is coming with correct aqeed and correct belief and correct huh? 
good manners with the people, you have a sabr, you have hilm, you're very patient, and you have a lot of forbearance, and you can endure pain. If people do things to you, you have, as the Prophet said about the Prophet Good manners, good akhlaq. When the people sit with you, they see good character from you. Are you with me, brothers? You're not a person when the people come to you, you have fadl ghalid al qalb, you're harsh, you're ghalid. Huh? No. You're rahim to the people, sahih? You also have sabr, patience, and etc. Are you with me, brothers? And all the other characteristics that are needed. And the third one is adab with your nafs. How do you have adab with your nafs? One of the greatest characteristics that is is izhad nas. A person who's a mufassir of the Quran and everything, he doesn't look at what's in the people's hands. What does he do? Zuhd. You have izzatul nafs. Are you with me, brothers? You don't. You're zahid. You're an aesthetic person. Boycotting the dunya. Facing towards the hereafter. Your desires for this dunya is nothing. Sahih? Because you know Allah Ta'ala referred to this dunya as what? Allah referred to this dunya as something that's going. Give more virtue to the Akhirah. So they don't give value to this dunya. Those are the characteristics of a mufassir. And the condition of a person who's doing tafsir is that he has those three. Anything which I have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me and shaitan and Allah and his messenger are free from it. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illallah. أستغفرك وأتوب إليه